0: Bye. change
1: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the What Would Kay Say Show. I'm your host, Kay Edwards, and I'm here with a heavy heart. But before I get into the show, of course, you know, I got to do my housekeeping and announcements. COVID-19 has placed life on pause. And here at Radio Free Brooklyn, it is the same. We want to remind you that we have made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our host, staff, and the community at large. We have closed both of our studios and have canceled all live events. All of our hosts continue to bring original programming in the form of archived shows, pre-recorded shows, and some are fortunate to do live shows from their home. We are still accepting donations as we are fully funded by you our listening audience so if you want to support a station that brings you great music from the hottest bands in brooklyn talk shows that keep you informed of what's happening around the tri-state and the world go to our webpage and click on the donation button thank you so i'm doing today's show with a very heavy heart and i know all of you are, are totally aware of everything that's been happening in the news this past week it has me really really in a bad space not that it's something new not that it's something that's unfamiliar it's just something that i'm tired of always having to talk about the subject that i'm talking about that i always end up having to talk about is the subject of racism And now I know by the time you guys hear this recording, so many things would have transpired over the course of this weekend. But I'm going to give it to you from the perspective of where I'm at right now. And you can just hear what I have to say and then you can make your own assessment afterwards. This week has been a very heavy week for America. Not only were we dealing with the pandemic, but we are also dealing with the hotbed of racial unrest, and that was sparked by the killing of George Floyd. Now, I'm sure by this time, all of you have seen that video of the policeman in the guy's neck as they have him cuffed on the ground. Seeing that, it broke my heart. Just from the video part of where the woman was holding and she was telling the police officers he can't breathe. You could hear him clearly saying he can't breathe. But what struck me the most and brought me to tears was when CNN showed the other side of the police car and they showed the three policemen on top of him. And when I heard that man cry out for his mother, that broke my heart. Because the first thing I thought about is, what have they done to this grown, full adult male that would have him crying out for his mother, only later to find out that his mother was deceased? She's not even alive. And they brought this man to the point where he was crying out for his mother. That broke me down because I'm a mother. I'm a mother of a black man. It could have just, I, God forbid, I pray for him every day. As I know all mothers pray for their children, but especially black mothers. And like I said, when I tell these stories, I'm giving it as an overall for everyone to understand what's going on. But as a black woman, I have to speak from the perspective of what I see things. And I know for a fact, every black mother, it doesn't matter how old their child is, they pray for them every night because they don't know what's going to happen to them out there in the streets. And that's a sad reality. That's a sad reality, but it's always been America's reality. And but now... It's about to become everyone's reality because it's be- it's come to this point. And I, when I think back to it, how it got here, me, from my perspective, I would say the tip of the iceberg, if I had to think of America as being the Titanic, the iceberg for America was President Obama, former President Obama, when a black man became president of the United States, and not just any black man, but an intelligent black man, because for the most part, America doesn't think that black people have any form of intelligence whatsoever. But to have him be in office, now whether you agree with what he did or what he didn't do, that's another story. Because we always have presidents you agree with what they do and you don't agree with what they do. But for the most part, he was the first one. That right there started the ball rolling to retaliation behind that. Because white America was not going to let that stand. And... They voted in who we have today, Donald, President Donald Trump. But look at the, you can't even compare the two. Look at everything. Like I said last week, you don't even have to think back over the time of what this man has done over the four years that he's been here in office. You could just go back to the beginning of this year. And to top it all off, with this incident that happened in Minneapolis, he had the nerve to tweet an old saying or an old line from the 1960s, a racist saying about shooting and looting, but this is a person that we call the leader of the free world. It pains my heart. It pains my heart. But... If you recall, everything in history, in order for there to be change, there was a fight. And when I say history, I'm talking about American history. Our Star Spangled Banner, the one that they were all up in arms because Kaepernick took a knee on, was glorifying a war that we were fighting with the British for independence. The Boston Tea Party, another uprising to protest the taxation that Britain was putting on America. So see, the Civil War, where the North was fighting the South because of slavery, America is not new to fighting wars to get things done they're not new to fighting wars to invoke a change so when you think about it not that i condone violence but it was almost inevitable right being here in america and you want something to change history has showed us the only way to get change is to fight sad to say but true people have been trying to talk for years that's all they've been doing is talking, nobody wanted to hear, and now it's gotten to the point where everyone's nerves are on end, and it's not, and see, the thing about it is, it's not just what happened with George Floyd, it's the entire nation is on edge because of the lockdown that we were under and are still currently under, only Little places, small pockets have been opening up, but not to the full capacity that we were. So people are unnerved. Everyone's to the boiling point for different reasons, but everyone has gotten there. So that's why this happening, and sad to say, but it's summertime coming, y'all. And you know what happens in summertime. It's hot, people get aggravated and things just, they just do what they do. So we have all this happening. I don't know where it's going. I hope that it does bring about a change but this entire weekend has been a weekend of protests of one form or another. But I know the God that I serve he said he would always protect us, regardless of what was happening. He would always protect us. And what it brings to mind to me is Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is totally the psalm of protection. And I'm going to read you one of them. Let me get it right now for you so that we can go over it today. Today's show is going to be of a different, um, it's going to have a different flavor to it. I'm going to do some teaching, Yes. But I'm going to do more of a, because everything that's happening currently, I want to keep it with what's happening right now, because this is a history-making moment, and it's so ironic that, remember, with the start of the new year, I kept saying, we're making history, people, we're making history. Little did I know that we were truly going to be going down in the history books for this year, 2020, and that's another thing that it brings to mind. 2020 is what we consider vision right 2020 is normal vision so if we have vision of what's happening to me this year is supposed to be a year of everybody seeing exactly what is the blinders have been taken off and i'm sure i probably mentioned this sometime before Everything is coming into clarity now. So everything that wasn't right, you're going to see it. Everything that wasn't pure, you're going to see it. Everything that was done in the dark, you're going to see it. And that's what God is doing. God is bringing vision. He didn't cause the chaos, but he's definitely bringing the vision. Now, what we do with what we see what we do with what we've learned is up to us but he's definitely showing us what is going on so now i'm going to read psalm 91:14 cuz this reminds me of how he protects us when we know his name and psalm 91:14 says because he loves me says the lord i will rescue him I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. So, see, God is telling us right there. We just need to acknowledge who he is. We need to acknowledge who he is, what he does. And he's going to rescue us and he's going to protect us. It's that simple. Like I said, it's all about what you believe is going to come to pass right psalm 91 15 he says he will call on me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble i will deliver him and honor him 16 with long life i will satisfy him and show him my salvation so see last week and here it is it's so funny Not even funny, it's actually on time with the way God flows because we've always, everything we've done here in this show has been in the flow of God. Last week we were talking about what do you do when it feels like God doesn't hear you, right? And right here in Psalm 91 15, he's saying, He will call on me and I'll answer him. I will be with him when he's in trouble. So, like we said last week, God hears everything. God hears everything. God sees everything. God knows everything. It's up to us with what we do, with everything that we're put in, how do we handle it? How are we going to go about dealing with the situations that are set before us? And that's what it's really all about. That's what it's really all about. So with all this going on, like I said, my heart is really heavy and it's heavy more so because I know what these people are feeling. See, it's one thing to empathize, but it's one thing to know. And there's a lot of people that have been sitting on the sidelines that are trying to understand what it is that's happening. Yes, they see that what happened to George Floyd was inhumane, it should not have happened to anyone. But see, as a black person, we're not seeing it as happening to anyone. We're seeing it as happening to one of us because it's always one of us. See, we never, and this is probably going to sound crude when I say it, but we're never looking at something where it's flipped and it's another race that this is happening to and we're looking like, wow, that's so sad. You know, that shouldn't have happened to them like that. The them is always us. So... That's why it's taking a different toll. It's taking a different toll on anyone who's been in a situation like that. It's taking a different toll of anyone who knows anyone who's been in a situation like that. It makes your heart heavy. So yes, as I said earlier, my heart is very heavy, but I, I wanted to do this show because it needed to be talked about. And it's not like it's the first time that I had talked about this on the show. I had talked about it in other shows. But this right now has gotten to a point where, yes, this needs to be discussed. And people need to understand this is real. No one's making up anything when it comes to this. It's not, oh, they're just complaining because. It's far beyond that. Far beyond that. But for now, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to play some music. And I'm going to come back and we're going to continue this conversation of life here in America. I'll be back in a moment.
2: Brother, 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 there's far too many of you that. Save a world in despair. Who really cares? There'll come a time, there'll come a time when the world won't be singing. Who's willing to try who is willing to try to save a world to save a world that's destined to that die. is destined to die when I look at the world when I look at the world oh, it fills me with sorrow it feels me Suffer little children today. Children today, are they really going to suffer tomorrow? Really, suffer tomorrow. Oh, what a shame! What a shame! Such a bad way, such, to such a bad. We can't stop when living. we can't stop living. Oh, oh. Live. Live your life.
3: Live for life. life. But let live everybody.
2: Live life for the children. Live life for the children. The children see let's let's save the children let's let's save all the children save Yeah, to save our world, yeah, save our sweet world, save our world that is destined. Give each other love. Oceans And upon our seas, fish full of mercury All is full, oh mercy, mercy me, Here is my love, our flames ain't what they used to do All oh, is my radiation underground
1: So we're back and, um, we're dealing with, uh, just our feelings right about now with everything happening in the world today, but I want to keep it positive. I want to keep it really, really positive. And we're going to go back into Psalm 91. So Psalm 91, like I said, was the, uh, it's the Psalm of protection. And I want to read to you. How God is our refuge and our fortress. So I'm going to read to you Psalm 91. Oh, let me put my glasses on. If I don't put my glasses on, I won't be reading anything, right? I have to put my glasses on. Okay. Oh, yeah, much better. What a difference glasses make. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read Psalm 91, verse 12. And it says, they will lift up, they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your feet against the stone. So really, I'm going to start actually from Psalm 91, nine, and that's going to, I'm going to read from nine and I'm going to read to 13. And this says, if you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you no disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. So when we say that we know that david because david is the writer of the psalms we know that david understood that god was both our refuge and our protection so when you think of when you want to think of a safe place some place where you can hide where where you don't have to feel like things are threatening you or where you're looking for a place for hope and safety And protection when things around you are going chaotic like they're doing right now. You can always go to the Psalm 91 and read these verses. And God is reassuring you that he's always going to be there to protect you. And he will give his angels command concerning you. So he'll dispatch angels out to protect you in all your ways. So that's always a good thing for us to think about. That's always a good thing for us to think about that he is always protecting us. The angels are always watching over us, keeping us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger, and that he is just always there with us regardless of what's happening. So now I will, I want to read something else from Psalms, continuing with the angels, how he um, sends them to protect us. And it's, it's just always a good thing to know. It's comforting to know that God has angels out there that's watching over us. Right. So they're like the warrior worshipers, right. That he uses to watch over us in everything that we do. So the, the same angels that he sent out to fight the battle, the same angels, Gabriel and Michael that go out, and they, they do the messenger service when they needed to get to Elijah to give him his, his answer from God. Those same angels, the same ones that ministered to Jesus after he was his 40 days in the wilderness. Those same angels are working today. And God sends them out to protect us and look over us as we walk through our life. Isn't that such a blessing to think that those angels from way on high, he would actually send down here to be with us, to watch over us and protect us in everything that we do. It just gives my heart such comfort to think that he would do that for us. But of course he's going to do that for us because he loves us, right? He loves us. So that's why we don't have anything to fear. We have nothing to fear with everything that's going on right now nothing to fear. And Psalm 91, seven tells us that as well. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Now, isn't that comforting? Now that's definitely comforting. I think I'm going to start, you know what? I think I'm going to read it from the beginning. I'm going to read Psalm 91 from the beginning. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fouler snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your right side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. That's powerful. And that's something that we can all hold on to. And we all know that that is true, that God is watching out for us always in everything that we do, everything that we do. So with that, I just want to say in everything that's happening with us today and everything that's happening in everyone's life, I know everyone is feeling very somber. Everyone's feeling very sort of confused maybe a little anxious maybe a little on edge whatever it is you're feeling once again we can go into the meditation we can take the deep breaths to calm us we could think the pleasant thoughts that we need to think not that when we think and one thing I wanted to um one thing I want to stress is When we think pleasant thoughts or when we think positive thoughts, it's not like we're glossing over what's happening. We all are very much aware of what's happening, but we don't have to feel it at every moment because I know if I keep staying in that space, that space will drive me to other things that I know I don't need to be there. So you can deal with what's happening. You could acknowledge it, never gloss over it. Like it's not real. You acknowledge it but you have to take a moment to just, where are you at in this? Make peace with yourself, with what you feel, what you think, make peace with yourself and just totally understand. Maybe this will, maybe this will now spark the real dialogue of what needs to be said and done. Maybe now people will actually take the time to understand what that next person is actually experiencing and not just brush it off as, Oh, you always want to complain or, Oh, it's always something, this, that, and the other, whatever. Maybe people will really see, you know what? This is real. It's not something that was just made up. It's not a group of people that are just complaining to be complaining. This is real and it's really happening. And thank God, For cell phones, I mean, this has been going on forever, but the cell phone, and here it was we were talking about AI, the power of artificial intelligence, the cell phone, everything that it is now bringing into the forefront for us, it's powerful. It is a powerful tool. This cell phone can make or break a person's life. And I'm not saying just be from videos. I'm talking about just even in how cell phones have even played a part in, <laughs> and I know this is not a good example to use, but cell phones have played such a part even when it comes to people with having extramarital affairs. I mean, this cell phone with the social media, with the texting, with cell phones have been in, every, in the dynamic of everyone's life, good or bad. It's just all in how you use it. I mean, this cell phone is it's become such a tool. It's such a weapon. It's, I mean, if we really, when they really do the history on this, and I'm talking about even after we're gone and passed away, when they really start looking back in history, the power that this cell phone has, it's going to be phenomenal, totally phenomenal. But with that, I just want everybody to be at peace. I want everybody to calm, to stay calm you know, to understand, to, like I said, take the time to let this be the moment that dialogue really begins. And you can only start a dialogue with someone when you know where you are, when you know what you understand, when you yourself can come to some type of conclusion on what all this means to you personally. What does this mean to you? What's happening? You know, do you fully understand? Is there some things that maybe you need to understand better? Maybe you can now look at things a little differently than the way you might've seen it before. Cause I know seeing that video for me personally, it changed my perspective on a lot of things that I was, was thinking about. Cause you know, I always say there's always two sides to a coin. Always. There's always two sides, but, and I always try to be balanced and fair. And for the most part, with a lot of things that happen, I always try to flip it to say, you know what? Yes, it was bad. Yes, it was wrong. But then I always flip it and I was like, yeah, but looking from the other side, being put in that position, I've always done that. And I've always gotten into many a, a debate about that with people having certain views about the views that I have on certain things. But this, this I think was the tip of the iceberg for me when I saw this last video and we all know the reason why the unrest has come about because there's been so many videos, so many videos and nothing had been done. I mean, the original, the original video, if we want to take it back was with Rodney King. That was the original video that everybody was like, Oh my gosh, now we can finally see you got the people can see something will be done about it. And nothing was done about that. Nothing at all was done about that. But I say that to say, not going back in the past, but we can't forget the past because we will repeat it as we've seen. And it's not even that we've forgotten the past. It's just that people choose to keep repeating it. And I think this I'm praying that this time around will really bring some sort of change, but it's only it's what we as individuals, what we, the people bring about the change and our biggest way of making sure change takes place is our right to vote. Yes, folks, I'm back on that again, because that is the number one thing that changes things. Yes, all this upheaval is bringing attention, the violence, the burning, the looting, the this, the that, Yes, tensions are high. Yes, it's bringing attention. But the number one way that you can get things to change is to have people in power that can change things. And like I said, it doesn't take the major elections. Start on your local level. Your local level, your district attorneys, you can get your council people, like I say, your assembly people, Get these people that sit in Congress and in in the Congress of just New York City, New York State, right there. They're the ones that's making the laws that's affecting your life every day. Whether there's a traffic light on your corner, whether there's a stop sign on your corner, whether there's a shelter in your neighborhood, whether there's a pantry in your... All those things are decided on a local level. So don't just think that the general election in four years when you vote for president is the major one. I've been hammering this home, and I think more so because this is the year that we need to really shake up the apple cart. And I say shake up the apple cart, meaning whatever apples is in there that you didn't like, change them out. Vote them out. Put the apples in there that you want. Put the apples in there that's going to make the best pie for you. And we we have the power to do it. We have so much power in that one ballot. You would not believe, and people need to take it seriously. People really need to take it seriously. And I can't stress enough. I think every week I'm going to talk about voting and the power that we have when we vote. Now they've sent out absentee ballots. I've seen it. It's for our primary. I wasn't sure what they were for but I did see one and, um, it's for the primary because with all this being, um, social isolation and they don't want to get us all in one area to do the voting. So if you did receive an absentee ballot, use it. If I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to open the polls still or not, but I want you to use it, do it, do what you have to do, cast your vote, sign that paper, mail it back in, do what you have to do. Do not let the time slip away and you did not fill out that ballot to vote. That is the one thing that they can't take away from you. That is really your voice. If you want to be heard and to really invoke change, cast that ballot, make that vote to make that change. So, I think I want to play some more music and then I'm going to come back for our final thoughts. Be back in a moment.
4: i to make a change for once in my life gonna feel real good gonna make a difference gonna make it right
1: So we're back and I just want to take this time to wrap up the show. And yes, I was talking about everything that was just happening in the world today, but I really wanted us to hold on to the promises in Psalm 91, because that's where a lot of us are going to find our comfort, our peace and our strength. And yes, we know that there's a global crisis happening at this moment in time, (coughs) excuse me, The pandemic is still going on. America is in an uprising. We have hurricane season. I mean, things in climate, things in the world are still going on. So with all that, it's tempting for us to feel fear and dread and think that some of the situations is just out of control, but we've got to hold on to our beliefs and our faith and our trust that we have in God and we could look towards the guidance that we find in Psalm 91 to help us move through this whole ordeal that we're dealing with as a powerful message for us to just hold on to, to pray about, to meditate on, to read, to just give us a calm because like he says in the Psalm, the Lord is our dwelling place. And we look to him for support and protection and guidance. So if we hold on to that, we can be encouraged that although the, the nights seem like they're long, there's always gonna be a daybreak. There's always gonna be a daybreak. So I want to remind us all of what our word of the month was which was reset. We're still in that whole reset process. It's like amazing. That word for this month has just been so powerful for us. And I want to leave us with the promise for this week. It's going to be from Philippians four and six. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. So with that, I want to say, everyone be safe. God bless. Take care of one another. Until we meet again next week, God's willing, peace and love to all of you.
5: No